0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnia Al-Saleh and Hani Balkis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. It is me, Hani Balqis, with Omnia saleh bringing you everything you need to know of what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Future Talk and... Today is the 2nd of February, and the beginning of this month, Allah, it's been two days already, and I can feel the good vibes and the good energy around us. Now, ladies and gentlemen, today is also Thursday. That means one day closer to the weekend, and the weekend has just started if you live right here in Sharjah. But, ladies and gentlemen, happening news in the UAE. We are looking at how the metaverse, yes, the metaverse, you can have exams there if you live right here in the uae and examiners will also monitor processing using ai so students right here in the uae will be doing exams in the metaverse and ai will be the examiner imagine that ladies and gentlemen also saudi arabia does deploy an ai enabled machine to ger- to clean the grand holy mosque and open ai has released a tool to detect ai generated text And that does include text from chat GPT. Now, we're also talking about how NASA is funding ideas for a Titan seaplane and faster deep space travel. Now, there's a lot of news happening in the UAE and all around the world today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be covering every single bit of them. Stay tuned right here on Pulse95 while we go to Frank Sinatra, Moon River. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, right here in the UAE, we will get exams, interviews remotely, all in the Metaverse. And the examiners to monitor this process will be using AI. Now, the UAE's Ministry of Health and Prevention on Wednesday has announced the launch of a Metaverse program for specialists and consultants to give exams and interviews remotely. Now, Dr. Amin Hussain Al-Amiri, Assistant Undersecretary for the Health Regulation Sector at the Ministry of Health and Prevention, or better known as MOHAP, has said that the metaverse will be used to support medical exams of healthcare professionals, like consultants and even specialists, while they are in their own country. So, remember, ladies and gentlemen, when you do exams, traditionally, you have to go all the way to the headquarters, so sometimes it could be a little bit you know, of a hassle, but... Let's have an example for you guys now. For example, if the doctor is in Australia or any other country, and they have three examiners in different locations in the UAE, so what will happen is that they all log into the metaverse and start the exam. But the three doctors in the UAE will be in their own healthcare facilities, but they will be together as panelists in the metaverse. So imagine that, ladies and gentlemen. That is what Mark Zuckerberg who is, uh, you know, uh, the creator of Facebook, and now better known as Meta, has been trying to, you know, trying to get the message across to us for the past couple of, let's say, past year and a half now. What the Metaverse is supposed to be is supposed to be a place where, literally, social media in real life. Now, how does that work? It's kind of a little bit complicated, but we can call it kind of like a game. So you'll put on a uh, headset, a VR headset, or mixed reality headset, depends and then all of a sudden boom bang bing you are in the metaverse you can walk you can talk and you can even take exams now also we're looking at how examiners would monitor the movement of the face and eyes using ai to figure out if the person is trying to get to get support from someone or even looking at papers in any direction now this will also help Avoid any sort of external support and cheating. Now, the interview and exam details will be sent electronically. Hence, they do not need to come to the UAE and can do it from their home country. So, all again, we're looking at how we've seen technology not only do remote exams in the metaverse, but also remote surgery. Right. We were talking about it's been a while. Actually, this uh, remote surgery has been a couple of years now. We were talking about two or three years ago, ladies and gentlemen, um, remote surgery. Someone right here in, uh, you know, the Middle East was doing surgery on someone in Africa, using a robotic arm and remote surgery. So, subhanallah, we can even see how now, ladies and gentlemen, um, you know, technology has went to crazy levels on how to give us better and easier lives. Remember, technology is here to help our quality of life, but. We're also, we're also looking at the initiative coming as part of the UAE's efforts to attract and retain top talent in strategic sectors and to solidify the country's position as a preferred destination for global talent, and it has been very successful in doing that. So we also have seen a need to expand the uh, metaverse to help healthcare professionals and decide to use it for exams and interviews. So again, this new technology is crazy, crazy, crazy good, if you ask me. Now, also, we've seen, you know, the metaverse also carry out, you know, doctor appointments. You know, let's say I'm sick. I can't leave my home. And we saw that at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic when a lot of people were scared to leave their homes. Now, what did they, what did they do when they were sick and it was other than COVID-19? They would jump on a phone call with the doctor. But now, ladies and gentlemen, we are looking at how you can do a video call or even better, jump into the metaverse, tell the doctor, I'm feeling one, two, three. What do you think, Doc? And then doctor will give you a prescription that you can take to any pharmacy in the UAE. And it would be a verified subscription. And then you would get your medicine. And inshallah, all will be okay. 4215, ladies and gentlemen, let us know your guys' thoughts. We are taking a short break. But when we come back, we're talking about AI, robots cleaning in the mosques of Saudi Arabia. Daily digital news. Bits and bites connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, Saudi Arabia has deployed AI-enabled machines to clean the Grand Holly Mosque. Now, again, ladies and gentlemen, when we talk about technology, when we talk about AI, robots, a lot of people say, Hey, you guys are going to steal our jobs. Robots are going to steal our jobs. We won't have jobs anymore. But remember, ladies and gentlemen, right? these are all automated tasks, which means humans... Are capable of much more harder things. So, why should we, you know, be limited to doing repetitive things like cleaning and washing and doing, you know, just the repetitive things? And that is why we always say that robots and AI and technology are here to give us a better quality of life. And that is why four new machines have been introduced to sweep the Prophet's Mosque and use to clean its yards. Now, Saudi Arabia has deployed artificial intelligence-enabled machines to clean the Grand Holly Mosque in Mecca. Now, Sheikh Dr. Abdurrahman al-Soudais, Sudais, is the president of the affairs of the Grand Holly Mosque and Prophets Holly Mosque, did inaugurate four such new machines on Tuesday, which will help keep the mosque and its yard clean. Now, what will these machines do exactly? These machines will absorb dust inside the mosque, sweep carpets and clean the stairs, escalators and even floors now this is actually part of a initiative to use ai mechanisms to service the two holly mosques and their visitors so again ladies and gentlemen mashallah i mean we are looking at how ai technology robots robotics you name it we can talk about the whole spectrum it doesn't even you know conclude or you know seclude one sector Healthcare, uh you know job no technology is everything ladies and gentlemen Right. And we are looking at how technology is being used to clean the Grand Holly mosque and by using AI robot machines to clean the Grand Holly mosque. So us humans don't have to do it. That's what we talk about in quality of life. And I've been advocating for anyone who is in university right now, who is a student, if you're a student tuning in or, you know, you still haven't reached a university level and you're thinking, man, I'm stuck in the mud. I don't know what to study. You know, as soon as I go into university, well, I'll help you out. Technology, computer science, computer engineering, IT, you name it, software developer. I want something, I want you to get into something that is related to technology because the traditional jobs that we've seen for the past 100 years are now becoming out of date. And again, we see that happen every evolution, revolution, the industrial revolution, we saw a new type of job set. You know, 300 years ago, we had carpenters, we had woodchoppers now, or lumberjacks now. We still have them, but they're not as abundant and needed as, you know, after the Industrial Revolution because you have a machine to chop down a tree. Same thing goes for everything else that you're looking at right now. Accounting, engineering, architecture, music, every single day, ladies and gentlemen, we talk about new tech crazy tech that is happening around the world now just earlier this week ladies and gentlemen i talked about how google's ai will create music for you all you have to do is type in the lyrics and if you don't know the lyrics just say hey google i want a song that says hanny and future talk in it talking about technology and google's ai will then create a song around it that is how crazy technology is becoming so why am i telling you guys to get into tech and study tech, computer science, computer engineer, because someone needs to create these uh, applications. Someone needs to create you know, the programming around it and behind it, support and maintenance. There's a lot that goes under it. And technology is a very vast spectrum. There's a lot of areas of expertise that you can master. But ladies and gentlemen, that is just my two cents. If you wanna be a doctor, go for it. If you wanna be an engineer, go for it. But my recommendation, for the future is get into technology. 4215, ladies and gentlemen, let me know your guys thoughts. What do you guys think the future of job market is? What does the future hold in general? Our text lines are open. Taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about open AI and chat GPT. Check this out. Check this out. Oh, 95 Ladies and gentlemen, OpenAI has released a tool to detect AI-generated text, including text from ChatGPT. Now, we do know, ladies and gentlemen, that ChatGPT, I always have a problem saying their name. I don't know why they didn't change it. But, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, ChatGPT has been a tool that a lot of people have been using. And we have been looking at how it uh, you know to get every single piece of information you need just like a chat so you can text the chat hey chat gpt i need uh, to know uh, the best workout routine to get my shoulders bigger and it will get you a precise and accurate you know r- workout routine for you and again it does even do essays for you it can write program code python c whatever you need chat gpt can do it for you Now. Remember, I just said essays, so a lot of high school students, university students have been using ChatGPT to have it write their essays and theories for them. And that is why OpenAI has launched a tool that does attempt to distinguish between human written and AI generated text like the text produced by the company's own chat and GPT3 models. Now, the classifier isn't particularly accurate right now. Now The success rate is around 26 percent, but OpenAI does note and argues that it it will use its tandem with other methods and could be useful in helping prevent AI text generators from being abused. Now, in a quote, they said the classifier does aim to help mitigate false claim that AI-generated text was written by a human, but however, it still has a number of limitations, so it should be used as a complement to other methods of determining the source of text instead of being the primary decision-making tool. Now, they also went on and said that they're making the initial classifier available to get feedback on whether tools like this are useful, and they do hope to share improved methods in the future. Now, as the fervor around generative AI, particularly text-generating AI, does grow, critics have actually called on the creators of these tools to help take steps to mitigate their potentially harmful effects. Now, some of the U.S.'s largest school districts have actually banned AI chat GPT on their networks and devices in a fear that students will not learn and the accuracy of the content that the t- tool does produce and websites including Stack Overflow have banned users from sharing content generated by chat GPT as well saying that the AI does make it too easy for users to flood discussion threads with dubious answers now it's kind of correct not dubious per se but it's kind of correct because at this moment in time right now Let's say I'm talking to you via WhatsApp, right? And I say, "Hey, honey, what do you think about the, you know, economy back in 1943 and what happened, the Great Depression of the was in the 1920s?" But anyways, you get the point that I'm saying, right? So I can just copy the text that you just sent me and I paste it on ChatGPT, and then all of a sudden I have a whole entire theory and thesis within 2.3 seconds. And I look like a genius and the accurate, the, 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 the information is 100% accurate. So a lot of people don't like that. A lot of institutions don't like that because it is, you know, limiting the ability of people or students per se and their learning curve. Now Open OpenAI's classifier aptly called OpenAI Text Classifier is intriguing and particularly, you know, like ChatGPT is an AI language model trained on many, many, many examples a publicly available text from the web. But unlike this ChatGPT, it's fine-tuned to predict how likely it it is that a piece of text was generated by AI and not just from ChatGPT, but any any type of text-generating model. Now, More specifically, AI trained the OpenAI Text Classifier on text from 34 text-generating systems from five different organizations, and that does include OpenAI itself. So we are looking at how it won't work on just any text. Importantly, it does need a minimum of 1,000 characters or about 100 to 250 words. And it doesn't affect, it does not detect plagiarism, sorry. Which is very unfortunate limitation considering that text generating AI has been shown to regurgitate the text on it. Which it has been trained on. So we all know that ChatGPT is actually being fed information. And then it regurgitates it to something have as its own now we are looking at the how this also has you know hedged an answer a bit while evaluating whether a given piece of text is AI generated now they're trying their best because a lot of people have called up on them saying you know again we're always going to have people who don't like what someone is doing a lot of uh you know whistleblowers being like hey no that's wrong don't do that people will not use their brain anymore kind of like what happened with the calculator You know, uh, students got calculators and they stopped knowing what five times five is. So they have a fear that students will not know how to write anymore, to, you know, say their thoughts, to do research. But I'm going to let this answer or this question be to you. 4215, ladies and gentlemen, do you think that ChatGPT and any text-based AI is going to limit how we think and how we express ourselves? Our text lines are open. Taking a short break. But when I come back, I'm talking all about NASA and deep space travel. Check this out. Check this out. Oh, 95. 95, 95, 95. Ladies and gentlemen, the race to space does continue as NASA is funding ideas for a Titan, seaplane, and faster deep space travel. Now, NASA is willing to fund unusual concepts in its bid, bid to advance space exploration, and the agency is handing out $175,000 in initial study that grants to 14 projects that could be useful for missions in and beyond the solar system. And the highlight may be Titan Air, a seaplane from Planet Enterprises Quinn Morley that could both fly the nitrogen and methane atmosphere of Saturn's moon Titan and sail its ocean. Now the deemed flying boat would collect methane and complex organic material for study by sucking it in through a porous lead leading edge. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we've seen in the past five years now, and especially the last two to three years, a very willing space agencies around the world trying to get back into space. Now, the last time we had so much information regarding space and so much news, regarding space in the sense of putting humans back into space and on the moon and on mars was let's say all the way back in the 1960s when the first ever lunar landing happened but now ladies and gentlemen a couple of decades later we are back trying to go back on the moon and seeing where we can go when it does come with space exploration and obviously that does come with all the new advancements and technology that we've been having for the past 20 years now And we are looking at how NASA wants to go into space very, very fast and using deep space ships. Now, we are looking at a project from UCLA's Arthur Devon, meanwhile, could speed up missions to the outer edge of the solar system and even interstellar space. Now, his design does show that it would propel a spacecraft by producing a pellet beam of microscopic particles Traveling at very, very high speeds, which is over 75, 74 miles per second using laser blasts. Now, that concept could dramatically shorten the time it does take to explore deep space. Now, in comparison, Voyager 1 took 35 years to reach interstellar space and a spacecraft like this would reach 100 AU in just three years and it could travel to 500 AU in just 15 years. So we're looking at pur- horrifically faster speeds. Now we are looking at other efforts and sometimes similarly ambitious. MIT's Mary Knapp has proposed a deep space observatory that would use a swarm of thousands of tiny satellites to detect low frequency radio emissions from the early universe, not to mention on the magnetic fields of Earth like exoplanets. Now, we also looked at people from the University of Nebraska and Lincoln, how they have also envisioned self-growing habitat building blocks that could save space on missions to Mars. Now, we are also looking at Lunar Resources' Peter Carey, and he also devised pipelines that could shuttle oxygen between the moon bases. And again, this goes back to something Omni and I have reiterated time and time again. The moon will be a pit stop. For the future explorations of space and that is why we are trying to go back on the moon to check it out and say hey let's build a base over here on the moon next to earth and then anytime we want to go deep space exploration we just jump in one of the pods or the spacecrafts that are on the moon and continue our way there and that is very very exciting it's something out of a sci-fi film now we are looking at how nasa could make discoveries that aren't practical to using existing technology and that is why they have made a grant of such kind and trying to get people to think you know try it's kind of like a think tank right a group think a think tank trying to get people into creating a new deep space spaceship and who knows ladies and gentlemen this flying boat as it was deemed by nasa might be the future of deep space exploration so i'm very excited to see what the future does hold Now this story is brand new and uh you know Within the next month, or maybe within the next year, we will have new information regarding it as well. But, ladies and gentlemen, four, two, one, five. Let us know your guys' thoughts. What do you think about deep space exploration? Does it make sense or does it not? But this does conclude Future Talk for today. Today is Thursday. That means right here in Sharjah, it's the weekend, and I and Om- Omni and I will see you guys on Monday, same time, same place, only here on Pulse 95. <music>